Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so last time on the podcast, Finn was very grumpy with Joe because Joe had taken Loretta to the Cockroach Races Ball. So we'll pick up the story there. Today I'm going to read to you Chapter 23, The Cockroach Races. Here we go. The morning dawned of the Currawong Cockroach Races. The weather was perfect. Bright blue skies, warm but not too warm. Optimal cockroach scurrying temperatures. That is, optimal temperatures for normal-sized cockroaches, not for two kids dressed as cockroaches and riding homemade bikes into town. Although arguably no temperature is ideal for someone dressed in a cockroach costume riding a bicycle. Mimicking a cockroach's exoskeleton with household items had been no easy task. Cockroaches have surprisingly complicated bodies. Finn and April had used tin cans for the leg joints and fishing line to string the extra legs to their arms so they would move in unison. Then they'd made wings out of sheets of cardboard, spray-painted brown, and finished the whole thing off with brown bicycle helmets, ski goggles for eyes, and coat hangers for antennae. They may not have looked exactly like cockroaches to a trained entomologist, but they didn't look like April and Finn, which was really the main point of the exercise. Dad had done a pretty good job on the bicycles. They didn't look store-bought, but they worked. Hurry up, urged April. We can't be late. My legs aren't as long as yours, grumbled Finn. This isn't easy. A tin can was started to cut into the back of his calf. It's not my fault if you're a leprechaun, said April. Just pedal harder. She accelerated away, leaving Finn desperately trying to keep up. The Viswanathan's electric car sped past them, honking its horn. There go Joe and Loretta, Finn grumbled grumpily. Joe and Pumpkin were travelling to the races separately. They couldn't be seen with April and Finn in case someone guessed who the giant cockroaches were and kicked them out. You shouldn't complain, said April. Imagine poor Joe stuck in the car with Loretta and her crazy Swedish au pair having to make small talk. Yeah, said Finn sarcastically. Poor Joe, stuck with Loretta and a tall, blonde, beautiful Swedish woman. Maybe Pumpkin will bite them, said April hopefully. When they got to the gardens, April and Finn were astonished to see the size of the crowds. There was a line of people hundreds of metres long winding around the block. The queue slowly shuffled forward towards the entrance. Why don't they just climb over the fence, wondered April. The gardens were contained by a three-foot picket fence. It couldn't stop a determined turtle. Any adult or large child could step over it if they wanted to. The people here are too honest, Finn sighed. Suckers, said April contemptuously. She stepped forward and swung her can-encased leg over the nearest part of the fence. Don't do that, exclaimed Finn, grabbing hold of her arm. Let go of me, said April, shoving Finn. People will notice if you make a fuss, you big twerp. 
No, I mean, you don't need to, said Finn. Look, competitors have their own entrance with no queue. April glanced over. There was a small gate with a competitor's entrance sign written over it. So we're banned, but our cockroach has a special entrance, she asked. Our cockroach isn't suspected of mass insecticide, reasoned Finn. This town treats cockroaches better than people, April muttered, as she swung her leg back and straightened her cockroach costume with as much dignity as she could muster. Then she picked up their cockroach and headed towards the gate. As they entered the gardens, there was a palpable feeling of excitement in the air. Competitors protectively hovered over their cockroaches. Spectators milled about buying snacks, checking out the aviation display and jostling for the best spots in one of the four big sets of raised seating. Wow, said Finn. I was expecting something small scale, but this is more like a gladiator's battle pit. I can understand if there were people being eaten by lions, said April, shaking her head. But it's just going to be tiny cockroaches. Most of the crowd will barely be able to see what's going on. Yes, they will, said Finn. Look, there's a jumbotron. Between two banks of seating was a huge display. Each racer in turn was flashing up on the screen, alongside a list of their statistics, as they were read out by the announcer. Bodicea, owner Lily Dalecki, age two months, length 32 millimetres, top speed 52 centimetres per second. Look, there's Madge, exclaimed April in delight, as the details of their own cockroach flashed up. You named our cockroach Madge, asked Finn. She looks like a Madge, said April. Madge, owners Finn and April Pesky, said the announcer. Age unknown, length unknown, top speed unknown. That's a bit harsh, said April. It makes it sound like we don't know our cockroach very well. We don't, said Finn. We know she was extremely hard to extract from our next door neighbour's microwave, said April. They need to have a category for that. Finn wandered over to the raised racing platform in the centre of the banks of seating. This must be the famous ceremonial shield, he said, pointing to what looked like a large wok lid. Let me have a look at that, said April. She picked it up by the rim and carefully rubbed the handle. She turned her back to the crowd so she could get a closer look without anyone watching. Not exactly high tech, is it? Better put that down, said a laconic voice. It was Coach Voss. What are you doing here? asked April rudely, turning back around. Shh, hissed Finn. We're in disguise, remember? April replaced the shield and they walked away. April and Finn had a look around the rest of the gardens. There were a variety of stalls selling all sorts of local produce. Donuts, fresh lemonade and wildly overpriced chutney. But the highlight was in the far corner of the gardens. The aviation display. Someone had set up a hot air balloon. It looked magnificent. A rainbow of silk swaying in the breeze. For a dollar, kids could have a ride, which involved sitting in the basket while the balloon was raised three metres off the ground and then lowered back down again. Next up, next to the hot air balloon, was an old propeller plane, then a glider, and finally, Dad's helicopter. Dad was sitting alongside it, but so no one could approach him, particularly not with a cockroach, he was inside what looked like an old-fashioned telephone box, except it was entirely made of clear perspex. A placard on the box read, This helicopter has been loaned to the aviation display thanks to Harold Pesky. As a courtesy, please do not allow any cockroaches inside the helicopter. Hi, Dad, called Finn. Dad did not look up from the book he was reading. That's rude, said April. April banged on the Perspex box to get his attention. 
Dad looked up and saw two giant cockroaches standing in front of him. He screamed in terror. At least, they assumed he did. They couldn't hear it. They could only see it. He doesn't recognise us in our disguises, said Finn. He thinks we're giant cockroaches. April rolled her eyes. For a parent, Dad is really hard work. She lifted her ski goggles to show her face. Dad clutched his chest in relief. Then he tapped the telephone receiver hanging next to him. Finn noticed there was another receiver on the outside. He picked it up. Dad did the same. Hi, Dad, Finn said into the receiver. Promise me you'll be careful, said Dad. This place is infested with cockroaches. We will, said Finn. Are you okay in there? Have you got enough oxygen? Yes, yes, said Dad. He pointed to a gas canister on the floor. I have my own bottled supply, in case the collective attack us with gas. That'd be pretty unlikely, though, wouldn't it, Dad, said April. That's when they strike, said Dad, when you least expect it. Could all the competitors for Heat 1 kindly make their way to the arena, came a request over the PA system. That's us, said Finn. Time to catch a cockroach killer, said April, malevolently. And that is the end of the chapter. So that's it for now. Until next time, goodbye.